Joining me in the studio this morning, I have got Monmouth College cross country head coach and assistant track and field coach, also Monmouth College 2012 graduate, Mr. John Welty. How you doing, Coach? Good morning, Sean. Thanks for having me here today. You bet, absolutely. Um, what a story. You just got done uh, completing your second career Ironman triathlon. Yep, yep. Second career Ironman. I uh, was out there uh, in, in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, and it was quite an experience. <laughs> I had to look up how to pronounce Coeur d'Alene. Yep. I, will, yep. I will start off by saying yep, that. The spelling's a little awkward, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, no, great town, great people, great great event uh i really can't say anything but positive stuff about it so yeah fantastic yeah. And it was your second one you did one in 2019 in boulder colorado that's correct yeah um for the folks that don't know what an ironman triathlon is tell them what it entails so a full ironman entails a 2.4 mile swim 112 mile bike and then you finish off the day with a full marathon 26.2 mile run each of those are hard to do all in one day absolutely <laughs> crazy i've i um I've, I've watched you know they have coverage of the of the big one in mm-hmm. in hawaii on tv all the time so i've, I've kind of watched some coverage of that i'll watch if it's sports you know i'll watch it um and and watch that and it's amazing um just the just the endurance what what kind of training goes into that so for me sean training is really uh it's a progression and and you have to you have to start where you're at and build up to where you need to go um and so when I do that, I think about the requirements of each event, really. And in that training, you build up to what you need to be able to do. So, you know, when I first started training for this, I probably trained for this event for 10 months or so, uh, specifically for this event. And when you start training, you know, you start small. Like I think my my long ride when I first started training 10 months out was like 45 minutes or something like that, right? It wasn't something that was super long. And then I built up to where about you know, three weeks out, two weeks out from the event. Um, I was doing bike rides of four and a half to five hours long. So, you know, you're, you're getting your body ready for it. And it's, it's a progression, you know, you start a little bit smaller and you can't, you can't be training 15 hours a week for, you know, 10 months, your body would not handle that very well. So it's about a progression and just building up to what you need to do for each event. You, uh, and I just read your fantastic article on the mama Scott's, um, website, uh, you did your, your first one in 2019, and you changed up a lot of things, learned a lot of things from that first one before you ran your second one here in late June, I, I should add. Absolutely. You know, you, you, the the phrase for me is you don't know what you don't know. And um, I had done a couple of shorter triathlons prior uh, to my first Ironman in Boulder in 2019, and um, I used the same nutrition that I did, and I trained similar ways. And, uh, you know, an Ironman's a just completely different beast. Yeah, it's still a triathlon, but... Um, the distances and the amount of time of the day, it changes it a lot. So um, I learned that solid foods did not work well for me. The solid gel nutritions did not work well for me. Um, another issue with Boulder was obviously going out to altitude yeah. and yeah. Uh, trying to have to adjust to that. So, you know, you learn a lot in the course of the day. Um, there were a lot of highs in Boulder, but there were certainly some pretty low lows as well, um, even though I still finished the race. But um, this time around, uh, switched to an all liquid nutrition that was able to get me in the amount of calories I needed throughout the day. Felt good about that. Um, really the only adversity that I faced was completely out of my control, which was the heat. Um, that was this year in Coeur d'Alene that we had the heat wave out on the West coast really when I was out there and we had a high of one Oh five on race day. And, you know, we were racing on an asphalt, uh, paved, 
path for the marathon and uh, we got reports that the surface temp was up to 140 degrees coming off of the asphalt so that was a little bit out of our control and can't do much to prepare for that yeah (laughs) and and, uh, again reading the article you you had a choice of kind of two or two triathlons excuse me yeah absolutely so you know when I was looking at this I talked to my wife when we were kind of in the midst of uh, the COVID stir craziness and I need I needed to train for something and uh, I looked at some Ironman races and um, basically with the cross country and track season, I had uh, a, a narrow window of when I could can compete in one. Um, so it was either, um, in June, uh, Coeur d'Alene in Idaho, or it was uh, in July, Lake Placid out in New York. And, um, just looking at timing and what our summer was going to look like. And I thought it would just be better to do something earlier summer. Maybe it'll be a little bit cooler <laughs> was my thought, but obviously I was wrong there. Um, but I still think that I made the right choice. I, like I said, Coeur d'Alene as a city, as a town, um, the volunteers, the event itself, and really the people there. I mean, in the article I talk about it, people of the city were lining up on their driveways and spraying us off in the marathon and handing out their own ice from the refrigerators and stuff like that and popsicles just to try to help everybody out as much as possible. And I, I say it, we wouldn't have survived without them. So I, and I told you off the air that I did some very, very minor running when I was much younger. I've done uh, three Bixes I've, I've completed and I'm using air quotes, folks. I completed <laughs> the uh, Quad City Marathon. And, and you talk about the folks along the course. What, for one, what a, what a fantastic just vibe going on on race day and, and you talked about the folks of Coeur d'Alene and I know the people in the Quad Cities do a great job of lining the courses honestly when you get to that point when you get to that wall thing it's so good to have them people there absolutely you know and the best part about their course was you know you didn't go more than 400 meters without having somebody there cheering you on you know Obviously, you didn't know everybody that was there, but it didn't matter. If you were wearing a race bib and you were on the course, they were asking, hey, how you doing? Hey, keep it up. Hey, keep moving. You know, it was all very encouraging. And and that really keeps you going, especially when you're that deep into a day. You know, when you're an event that takes 12 plus hours, you need that encouragement. You need some some external motivation, really. Yeah, you had some good support from back home, too. Absolutely. You know, um, so, you know, first and foremost, I got to thank my wife because she supported my craziness through the training and preparation for it. And um, in our first year of marriage, le- let alone. So uh, <laughs> she put up with that. So uh, thank you to her. But then, you know, also her brother and his girlfriend, they live in uh, Oregon uh, near Bend. And they came out and, you know, they supported us at the race. And then actually a Monmouth alum, uh, John Kaiser, he lives out in um, Bozeman, Montana, and he has some friends that were also competing. He came out and, you know, caught up with me before the race. So it was it's always great seeing familiar faces while you're out there. But then, you know, it, it's it's great to have and know that people are supporting you. I, I got my phone after the race, and I can't even tell you how many notifications <laughs> I had from family and friends and on Facebook and Instagram and, all you know, all social media really just saying – you know, congrats, you did it again. What an amazing feat. We followed you along all day. So uh, knowing that people have you and kind of having those voices in the back of your head throughout the day, th- those also get you through it. Yeah, I, I always tell the story, uh, again, going back to the one marathon that I, quote, completed, and I had no idea what I was doing, shot out of the gate. And, you know, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm, passing, I'm passing some people. And then there was this group of probably three, probably 70-year-old guys running as a group in the marathon, and I blew by them. 
10, 12 miles later as I'm walking. They're still <laughs> jogging as a group by me. So I kind of caught up to them, and I said, uh, uh, they were like, first time and i was like yep <laughs> yep and my last time i said and they were like no no that's what we said after our first one i was like no really it's my first and only you got you got plans to do another one you know um right now the immediate plan is to just kind of let the body fully recover i feel like i'm pretty well recovered and i'm just kind of doing some easy runs and stuff right now um as far as planning for another one um i don't know we'll see i'm, I'm gonna just kind of plan right now is to maybe train for some smaller races and maybe do some half ironman races again here and um see see what the future holds for me so any thoughts of doing the big one out in hawaii um i would love to so to get to that it's kind of like say, getting, it's a is it an in, is it an invite it's thing? an invite okay. thing okay. so uh and there's a couple ways to get in there one is uh, finishing in the top, I think it's 10% of your age group at, uh, at an Ironman event. So if you finish in a certain percent, um, you know, each race has a certain number of what they call Kona slots available. So you have to finish in a certain percentage of your age group at each event. Um, and then another way to do it is they have what's called a legacy program. So if you complete X amount, a certain amount of Ironman races in your lifetime, you get entered into this legacy slot where you can get selected to go do do the big one out in Kona. So yeah, wow. that would be, I mean, that would be a, an amazing atmosphere for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, you uh, you said it took you around 11 hours to do uh, the So this year I was right around 1245. Okay. Okay. So I was a little bit slower than I was in Boulder, but really that's just because when I got off the bike, you know, you felt that 105 degree heat and it was, um, it, it was a decision to, you know what, today's, today's a day to finish. Today is not a day to, uh, try to get yourself into the medical tent. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I know my, my finish was horrible at the marathon, but the, the elation of crossing the finish line. And you talked about the dropout rates, which I thought was very interesting. Yeah. I mean, we got the report from Ironman that the dropout rate for this was right around 30%. So, and to put it in perspective, typical dropout rate in Ironman race is anywhere from like five to 7%. So, uh, substantially higher for at this one. And again, that was a hundred percent because of the heat and, you know, talking to other uh, competitors after the race, you, you find out that people, or four hours or three hours slower than what they normally did. So for me, since I was only 40 minutes difference from yeah. what I had done in my first one, I was like, you know what, I'll, I'll chalk that up as yeah. a win. So Darn right. <laughs> uh, the, the feeling of, of crossing the finish line, how, how cool is that? Man? Absolutely. And you know, that was really cool. Um, you know, Mike Riley, he's, he's the voice of Iron Man, yes, you know? Yes. Yeah. So he's been at Kona and he announces everybody's name. So to have him at our race and, it was it was a really cool and special moment and not something I expected, but um, so I was the only one coming down the street, coming down Sherman there in Coeur d'Alene, and you know I realized I was like, oh my gosh, I'm the only one coming down the street right now, and you know Mike Riley's amping everybody up, and he just screams, you know, John Welty, you're an Iron Man. I was like, oh my gosh, like this is this is really cool, you know, having him say my name and. It was a pretty special moment. Yes, that just sent shivers down my spine. I couldn't imagine <laughs> what, what your feeling was uh, doing that. Well, congratulations, my man. That That is so cool. Let's talk uh, Monmouth College Cross Country. How's Absolutely. things going? You glad to get back on back in back in the program going this year? Definitely excited. You know, um, you know, last year was a strange year for all of us, and uh, I'm excited to get things going. It was great to have a spring track season and really see uh, where our kids are at and 
by the end of the track season, I truly felt that we were at where we would have been had, had COVID not been a thing. So I'm excited to see what our kids did over the summer. I know the team set pretty lofty, um, but attainable goals. And I'm excited about that. I, I love when uh, I, I personally like to do it. And I love when our kids set high goals because it means that it's important. So I'm excited to see where that goes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, inexperienced, like like all programs are. I've talked to a couple of coaches out at the college and everybody's just going to be inexperienced. And I'm sure that's going to be a whole D3 thing. Absolutely. You know, you're going to have really, we, we talked about it before, um, but you got sophomores that didn't get to compete last fall and you got freshmen that are first time college athletes. So, you know, about 50% of your roster is going to be getting used to that college experience for the first time, but that's okay. You know, it, we, we're all taking it in stride together and uh, we'll all do it together. So that'll, that'll work. All right, Coach. Good luck this doll. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see the kids back on campus, which is, what, a couple weeks now? Absolutely, yeah. We move in uh, August 18th, so we're looking forward to it. Fantastic. Coach, thank you so much for joining us. What a great story. Um, I hope you do another one. Um, <laughs> I hope you get to Kona one of these days. Just pack along. I'll be your hype guy the entire week. Sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> That's John Welty, mom with College Cross Country Coach and also the assistant on the track and field squad, a very successful track and field squad. And also a mom of college 2012 graduate here on The Morning Show. We'll be back.